Achilles. Straight off the block with it. Eagle Street to be specific. I'm peeping at you, peeping different. I pay my dues, you keep the difference. I can see the end. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Half the Distance to the Goal. I am your host, Marcus Bullock. With me, as always, is my co-host, Brett Gall. What's going on, Brett? What up, what up? Hope everybody's week's going well. Another week of college football in the books. Another week to go here. Yep. Zooming in on week six right now. And uh, big bro, as Lil Wayne just mentioned, let the beat build is actually with us tonight. Jaymont back joining the show. What's going on? What's going on, everybody? So happy to be back for my third time. You know, we got to get you on a couple times a season, especially um, once you keep providing those, uh, us those juicy, those juicy, juicy NFL picks, along with these solid college locks. Um, so thanks for coming on. Thanks for joining us again, you know, supporting us from day one. Thank you for having me, man. I'm, I'm excited. You're more than welcome. So um, week six, we're already um, approaching almost the midway of the season. Yeah. We get um, college playoff rankings. Is it starting week seven or week eight? It's usually, what, late October, mid to late? Yeah, it's coming up soon, though. I've, I've definitely been hearing uh, much more about it. It's going to be in these next two to three weeks. Yeah, maybe at the, the end of um, week seven, maybe, or beginning of week eight. But there's a lot going on in the sports world. Um, you got MLB baseball about to hit the playoffs. The Braves looking to repeat. Got the one, got the division locked up. Got the two seed overall in the playoffs, and um, we'll be facing the winner of the Padres Cardinals first round. NBA basketball preseasons going on. Got college football on a Wednesday. There's a lot going on. A lot of moving parts. NFL's getting great. Um, usually about now, you know what your fantasy team's giving you, and you know yeah. you're in the bottom part yeah. of the league or the top part. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, I know where I am right now. Hey, I'm, I'm in the same boat, buddy. I can hear it in your tongue. I got everybody. Let's actually uh, jump into uh, fantasy teams. Um, Jaymon, how many leagues are you in? Uh, I'm in three leagues this year. For the All right. What are your teams looking like in like each of those? Oh, man. Uh, one of my teams, actually, two of my teams, I am one in three, the other one, two and two. Am I saying that right? Let me let me double check that. Yes, sir. Two, one of my excuse me, two of my leagues, one and three. One of my leagues, two and two. All right, not not terrible. You're in the race, uh, Brett. What about you? How many leagues? Which uh, so I, I I I usually play two. I'm only in one. This I I dropped out of one because we, they started adding defensive players, and I just did not. I didn't vibe with that. You had to play three defense players. So I'm one three. I, but I've I've got the injury bug. I mean, I have Kamara on my team who's been hurt all year so far. Keenan Allen, my number one wide receiver, has been hurt. Uh, he only played week one. Then he's been hurt with a hamstring. Um, DeAndre Swift is also hurt right now. Uh, he's probably not going to come back till week seven or something like that. Um, Dalton Schultz was hurt for a couple weeks and then uh, Jalen Waddle who's been balling out but he is now hurt and did not practice this week so I, I mean I'm screwed I mean <laughs> my team is just in shambles right now I, I'm done I, I like to go ahead and say I'm done I just gave away $100 for no reason is pretty much what it came down to 
Dang. Yeah, I, I hear you. So it, it's crazy that you said you have those fantasy players. So in one of my leagues, I have Kamara, Swift, and Keenan Allen as well. Yeah. And like, and I'm one in three in that league. Yeah. So I know, <laughs> I know you ain't doing good in that league already. <laughs> no, not doing good in that one, but I'm in four total. Uh, in two leagues, I'm three and one. Another league, I'm two and two. So, I mean, without the injury bug, I'm usually a pretty good performer. Yeah. See, if not like middle, I'm either like the last person out of the playoffs or last person in. I'm never at the bottom. I'm usually like not at the top too often. So, but I mean, you you got to pay to play. I mean, it's fun. Oh, yeah, for sure. And and this week as a oh, excuse me, this year as a whole has been weird. Some of our heavy hitters that you're used to making noise. Haven't really done anything yet so far this year. Um, so I think everybody's kind of going through it with their fantasy teams. Are you guys any uh, – like so, – so I'm playing Survivor for the first time. I've never played it before. So I'm in one Survivor League, and um, I'm still living in that. I mean, especially week one, there was a lot of crazy upsets. I mean, so they start off with like 300-some people. Now they're down to like 30. Oh, man. Yeah, um, I'm in one as well. We're actually on our reset. So what you said, the first two weeks, um, yeah, was it the Colts? Um, somebody that was, man, that was supposed to win, lost, and they crushed everybody's ticket. Yeah. And then the next week, uh, the same thing happened. I want to say Jacksonville beat somebody. It was something weird like that, but those first two weeks were definitely wild. Yeah, yeah, it's been crazy. Crazy year so far in the NFL, but I kind of like it because there's not really a – a terrible like it's not the 0 and 16 team anymore you know like I feel like every team can kind of compete with a different team I mean Colts beat the Chiefs one week and I mean I feel like every there's not a bottom dweller this year so I see that definitely agree yep no survivor league for me I've actually never played one um, I know the basis of it and the crux of it but maybe that's something I'm I'll get into uh, next year. I think um, one of my leagues, we're starting to keep her this, this year. So next year we're going to start keeping a person. I usually just do the traditional draft yeah. team next year. You know, you draft too, but um, there, there's a lot of like shapes and forms to make football season interesting along with just, just gambling every week like we do. So thank you to our listeners for tuning in. Um, as we said last show, we're on 1K all-time downloads. The 1K giveaway will happen um, on next show. Um, I'll enter in everybody in the raffle. I'll try to get a screen record of the video so everyone knows that it is fair and equal. And um, whoever uh, wins it will get a $20 free play from us. Again, the ways to do that, you can go back to last week's episode, look in the show notes. All you have to do is find my Twitter account, retweet and like the post with week five's locks. And then that'll enter you in to win a free $20 via Venmo or Zelle from Brett and I. Just giving you guys a little bit of appreciation for supporting us and we're going to support you as well. So um, looking back, week five, definitely a little weird. Good for some of us on the show. Um, all right for some others. It wasn't a bloodbath like week four, but um, we held steady uh, just about. But we, we, we got to keep improving because I believe for the first time in a couple of weeks, um, the syndicate is below 500. We're only below one game. We're 59 and 60 overall for the season. So um, let's go ahead and get that above 500 and um, keep on rolling. Uh, into week seven as we cross the halfway hump. Uh, 2-0 last week, nominal Coastal Barbecue. Their locks, Texas laying nine, and then coming off of a loss against Texas Tech, and then Clemson laying six and a half against NC State. Um, very, two very good plays for them. I wasn't as sold on Texas, but Clemson's D-line just, I mean, outworked NC State all night. Um, Devin Leary didn't have a lot of time to throw. Was it a 10-point game? Was it 20-30 to 30 final score? Yeah, yeah like that. I think what State got like the last – 
kind of a little backdoor. I mean, they, yeah, they yeah, it was a pretty garbage time. And like a lot of people were saying, um, like it wasn't a knock on NC State, but Clemson finally like gave their fastball. They saved it for the game they needed to. You know, they, they got by Wake Forest and like double OT. Um, but yeah, they brought it against NC State and good for them. Like those boys look good. So, I mean, as of now, somebody, if they win the ACC, will have a representative in the college football playoff. So, always room for the ACC and good for Clemson, although the NC State Wolfpack did not cover and they did falter. Um, next up, we had two ties. Uh, Brett was three and four along with Wilson. We'll start with Wilson since he was our guest. Uh, started off with a win on Friday night, UTSA, Middle Tennessee State. Uh, over 63, that was a win. His other three wins on the weekend, Chapel Hill laying nine against Virginia, or his other two wins, excuse me, was Chapel Hill laying nine against Virginia Tech, and then he also had Texas laying nine. Uh, his loss is Washington did not get it done against Cal on the, or, or against UCLA on the field. UCLA won that outright. Wake Forest State did not go over 65 and a half. Um, Louisville did not cover 13 and a half. And UVA, uh, they did not look good against Duke. Going for Duke, though. Um, Brett's card, three and four again. This one's Michigan laying 10 and a half, Chapel Hill laying nine, and then Kansas plus three, getting it done on the field. And his four losses were Florida State laying six and a half in a tough spot. Wake Florida State did not go over 65 and a half, as we mentioned. Oklahoma State got it done against Baylor, and I want to come back to you there. And then um, NC State did not cover seven. So, Brett, looking at your card, what was the good? What was the bad? Give us a rundown. I mean, the good is Michigan. I really had no – I was – I was fine with that. I mean, they they were up 20 to zero at one point against Iowa. I, I knew that. I had that one in the bag. Chapel Hill, I think we all knew that. Just fade Virginia Tech for the rest of the year. I, I was surprised FSU in Wake. I mean, Wake, Wake looks good. I mean, their offense is explosive. I mean, their offense is no lie. If they can get a little stop on defense, then they're fine. Kansas just keeps on chugging game day in Lawrence this weekend, which will be – that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, the Baylor game, I, I mean, I guess when you have a 10th-year senior in Spencer Sanders, I mean, he, he's he got together. I mean, and their defense looked solid, too. I thought when they lost Jim Knowles, their defense would kind of take a step back when they lost him to Ohio State, but they looked solid. And then, like you said, NC State, the NC State just got dominated on the line. I mean, that, that's really what – when you can't run the ball, it doesn't open up for the passing game. And so – when they couldn't run the ball, it was, it was basically over. So not not too excited about my week, but not dwelling on it either. Yeah, no, I, I agree 100%. And uh, my card, I was three and five for the week. My three wins, Chapel Hill laying nine. That was pretty much consensus across the board. I had Duke going against Wilson, finally getting a pick right uh, when we disagreed. Um, I had Duke laying two and a half against UVA. They covered, and Duke looked like pretty good. They UVA never really had a shot in that game. They made a run, um, but the score was already a little out of hand. And then uh, NC State Clemson hit over 44 and a half uh, late for me, thanks to that garbage time touchdown. Um, looking back at my card, I, I had some quitters. Um, <laughs> I, I really did. I, and, and that's why I'm not terribly mad about a three and five week, because I think I read a lot of games right. Um it, it some of it just didn't hold. Um, so Arkansas, they got that game within five points at the end of the third quarter and still ended up getting blown out. When they got it within five, I'm like, okay, they should cover. Not that concerned about it. We'll be okay. Um, they didn't hold on. Bama's backup quarterback looked like Michael Vick a little bit, like running that ball, throwing it. It's like a couple of jig moves out there. Yeah. What, what was Arkansas's defense doing? I mean, they knew they were going to run and then it just turned into a track meet. 
they they, they they finally just like didn't show up. That that was a little depressing. Um, Wake FSU, I'll just say that was flat out wrong. Um, LSU laying seven and a half. They won the game against Auburn, but they got off to a really slow start. I think it was 17-0 at one point. And then once they were up 21 to 17 in the second half, they kind of just sat on the ball. Um, they had a little bit of turnover luck, but they, they just didn't try to like punch it into the end. So I think they won by four, but they, they didn't cover for me. They, they, they quit a little bit, but the, the, my, my hardest read for the weekend, that, that Cincy Tulsa game over 58, they were at 52 with eight minutes left in the third quarter and did not score the rest of the game. <laughs> a college football game went almost 24, like 22 minutes without points in college. That's unheard of with all the dumb shit that happens, like 52 points, third quarter cover. No, turning. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that easily could have been four and four, you know, a push for me, three and five, whatever. Uh, Pitt losing to Georgia tech. Boy, that's bad. Emotional win right there for the yellow jackets. Yeah. That, that wasn't good, but overall for the syndicate 11 and 13 on the week, not great, not terrible, but we're going to steady the ship here. Uh, not when old Colson barbecue was two and oh, bringing them to five and two on the season. Uh, Wilson went three and four, bringing the guests overall to 16 and 18 for the season. j going to get us back positive this week. Uh, Brett was three and four on the week. He is overall 13 and 16 for the season. And with a three and five week, that <coughs> brings me to 25 and 24 on the season. And overall, the whole show, 59 and 60. Um, we'll, we'll correct that in week six, though. I'm not too concerned. Um, all right, boys. Y'all, y'all ready to hop into it? Yeah, let's do this. Let's do it. All right, um, Jaymont, since you are a guest, thanks for joining us again. Board is open wherever you want to go. I believe there's some there's a couple of Friday night games. Um, the game tonight obviously won't get in and a bunch on Saturday. Um, so go ahead and take us into it. All right. Um, and definitely I am trying to let's hold it down for the guest pickers. Uh, we're gonna start this thing off right this week and from the rest of the season. Um, I'm going to start off with the Big Ten. I'm going to take you to College Park, Purdue versus Maryland. Um, I believe that took uh, – oh, about to mess that all up. Toga Valoa, he's been playing pretty good ball to me. I think Maryland has as a whole, you know, their offense is averaging right under um, 500 points a game. Excuse me, 500 yards a game at 476. Um, this is going to be a matchup between two pretty solid quarterbacks, um, him versus um, Aiden O'Connell. Number three and four in the Big Ten, I believe the offenses should be rolling. I just do not believe that Purdue is going to be able to keep up. Um, I know they had a big win last week um, versus Minnesota, I yep. believe. Yes, yep. Minnesota. Um, I expect them to come in kind of just with that hangover. Um, this is a back-to-back road game for them, and they haven't won back-to-back road Big Ten games since 2012. I'm going to ride with that trend right there, uh, but I just – I'm going to – Rockwood, Maryland. I also think for Tua's family as a whole, the storyline there, there's a lot going on with that. I know this is the second game since Tua got hurt, um, but I just – something in that just tells me little brother is going to continue to ball out. My first pick. I like it. Uh, th- that was in consideration. Um, one thing that we all discussed before we hopped on here um, earlier today – is these lines are really tight this week. There's not a lot of great lines to take advantage of, so you definitely had to tiptoe a little bit around your selection this week. But uh, it was up for consideration. Um, 
Maryland may roll. So I, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, I mean, I'm staying away from this one. I just – Purdue can be on and off too, so it depends, like you said, how O'Connell plays. I mean, their their offense can be electric. I, I really haven't watched much of Maryland this year. I know I know they went uh, in a tight game against Michigan, I believe, right? But besides that, I, I haven't really watched them. And it yeah. was the Michigan game, though. You, you're definitely right. Um, tight game, Dustin yeah. there. Uh, did they cover that game? I think they did. Maryland yeah, they covered did. against Michigan. Yeah. yeah. They only lost by like what seven, right? Yeah, it was a it was a close game. Yeah. So close, yeah. All right. Uh Jamon has Maryland laying three, taking the Terps. All right. Um, Brett, where do you want to go? All right. I'm going to uh our good friend Trevor. Um, they're visiting LSU, uh Tennessee. I, I like Tennessee until they prove me wrong, but LSU has gotten better ever since the Florida State loss. Um, like you said, they struggled last week against Auburn, but they came back and won that game. I still like Tennessee offense. I like Hendon Hooker. I, until that offense gets stalled, I like or uh, Tennessee in the spot to go and uh, cover minus three at LSU. At least you can give me – Two and a half? Yeah, give me two and a half. I'll take two and a half. All right. Um, Jamon, any thoughts on this game? Um, no play for me here. Um, I, I'll be honest with you and say I didn't even put too much thought into it. Um, it is. I believe it's going to be a big, a good game. It's just something I'm not going to fit. Cool. Yeah. Um, Brett, I agree with you. Uh, what do you think about that first half line, like minus one and a hook? Um, I think that's all too. It it, it does worry me because they're going into a hostile environment. We know it's tough to play there, um, but I just think their offense is too much. I mean, they need this game too because they got a tough schedule coming up. We've talked about this with Trevor. I mean, yeah, they have a really big tough schedule coming up. So yeah. They have, they have Bama here soon, don't they? I think next week. Yeah, so they they need this one. Hopefully, they don't yeah. look too ahead. I think that's a that's a great kind of point to make there as well. Um, like you said, hopefully they don't look ahead, but if not, they do understand the urgency in getting the W this week. Yeah, yeah, it's dude, this it's going to be interesting. Um, I have two plays here. Um, one of my plays is I'm taking the over, uh, Tennessee LSU over. I think Tennessee, Tennessee's defense has been a little leaky this season. We kind of saw what Florida did with not a great offense uh, towards the yeah. back. I think LSU is, like, pretty comparable to Florida. So they can probably put up, you know, like, high 20s, uh, like low 30s on Tennessee if they get a late score. But I, I do see Tennessee scoring in the 30s or, like, 40s potentially, uh, really in the 40s. So uh, over 64. Let me see if I can still get that. Yeah, over – yeah, it looks like there's a 61 and a half out there, but that's not the consensus. Um, looks like I'm taking 64 and a half. So I'll take Tennessee LSU over 64 and a half. I still like it there. I'd probably play it up to like 71. Um, I really? Yeah, and, and I'm also taking a Tennessee laying two and a half. Um, I'm kind of switching up the thought of my bets. I've been pretty like good in over-unders this year. So I think I'm going to have a pretty big over-under week and uh, see where it takes us. So – that's two plays down for me, Tennessee laying two and a half along with Brett, and I'm taking the Tennessee LSU over 64 and a half points. Oh. 
right, definitely fine. some points can be scored. You, just don't, you don't see too confident in that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest. I mean, I'm not because that's a tough place to play. And like I said, who knows if they're looking ahead to next week because they do play Bama next week. And the way Bama's playing right now, they could very well win that one too. So, yeah, for sure. All right, uh, Jamont, board's open. All right, um, our next game, we're going to go to the Pac-12. This is going to be Utah versus UCLA. Um, I um, Let's start here. Utah's coming off the win versus Oregon State. UCLA, they're undefeated, um, but they're 3-2 and two with the spread. I just, honestly, I don't have faith in Chip Kelly going 6-0. and up. I don't. Um, especially versus ranked opponents. He's 2-8 and eight straight up versus ranked opponents while at um, UCLA. And this includes their win last week versus uh, Washington. Um, not only that, Utah has won the last five games by an average of 27 points. And in the last 11 games, they are nine and two at the spread. Mm-hmm. Utah, you know, they really haven't, I mean, a lot of people will say they haven't played anybody. Uh, Florida and Oregon State are probably their best two teams. But personally, I believe that's still a stronger schedule than what the Bruins have played. Um, although you see, excuse me, although Utah is favored, I'm seeing a lot of people like UCLA here. Um, but it's something about that early game. It's 3.30 for us, so I believe 11.30 for them. Um, I don't know too many UCLA games that are played that early. I think that's yeah. going to have something to do with it as well. That, that brunch time kickoff. They don't even have a crowd when it's night game. (laughs) There is literally nobody that goes to those games. Exactly. That's kind of sad. It is. It is. Um, That's another thing everyone's talking about. Like, hopefully they can get some people in. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, that's going to be my second pick there. I'm going to take – I was able to catch it at four, um, but I believe now it's at four and a half. Um, I would play this up to five, maybe five and a hook. If it gets to six, I, I wouldn't do it. But I really don't see that happening. I probably see the line coming down because, like I said, a lot of people are really like UCLA. Well, at eight different places per Vegas Insider, I can get you three and a half. So that'll be the number I give you for the show. Oh, let's do it. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm also on this one. This is on my card as well. I also took Utah minus the three and a half. Um. Basically what Jamon said, I, I don't trust UCLA. I mean, it was a good win against Washington. DTR is actually playing well right now for them, um, their quarterback. But Utah, I, I'm a big camp rising guy. I think he's a studded quarterback, and also their defense is solid. I think I, I read somewhere where their defense is like third against the pass, third, third in the nation against the pass this year. We know UCLA likes to throw the ball a lot. And so I don't, th- I don't think they've seen this kind of defense yet. I think uh, Rising and company will be able to score points. And so I like Utah to also cover the three and a half here, especially because, I mean, let's be honest, there'll probably be more Utah fans than there will be UCLA. That, that's a good point. I think Utah travels, like, fairly well, too. Um, they got a pretty good fan base over there. Yeah, so. And I'll, it shouldn't be too far, you know, for them to travel. Um Obviously, a couple hours, but like you said, I, I believe they'll have a <clears throat> a good amount of fans there as well. Nice. Okay. Um, I will take us to the next game. Let's go to Kansas TCU, where game day will be. Um, this is also the game of the week for half the distance of the goal. TCU traveling 
to Lawrence and for Nalana Coastal Barbecue, the smoke of the week will be a mystery. Um, they may have thought we were going to lean Alabama A&M for game of the week, but no, 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 we're going to Lawrence. So for those of you who are wondering, the smoke of the week was going to be um, Alabama white sauce chicken, but um, you can go ahead and switch that up because uh, we're going to Jayhawk country. So tune in to Nalano Coastal Barbecue um, Saturday morning. They will give you the smoke of the week. It should be something good, probably some sort of juicy bird chicken. Um, and they are also taking, well, first, no, no, Coastal Barbecue pick. They're taking the Jayhawks laying, uh, they told me seven and a half, but it looks like the best number I can get them is six and a half. So that's where I'll give it to them at. So they are on Kansas to, you know, they they think the Jayhawks are going bowling. It, it, it's, it's a crazy story. They're five and oh, guys. It's great. I love it. I, I, was, an embar- I was embarrassed a few weeks ago when they beat us. When they beat West Virginia, I was like, wow, we just lost to one of the worst Power Five football teams. But come to find out, me and us in Virginia Tech might be the worst Power Five team. <laughs> but um, now I'm just on the bandwagon. So are you taking this one too, Marcus? Um, I'm taking the over. Okay. The way both of these two teams play. What's over under? Defense, uh, 67 and a half, I think. That, yeah. That's what I saw that. That's a lot of points. It is a lot of points, but I could definitely see this as like a 40, 35 kind of game, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think everything, every way I see this game playing out, there's no defense being played at all. Yeah. Yeah. Like, quite honestly, like we look at these last couple games, um, TCU's thrown up 55, 42, uh, 59, and 38. And then Kansas, um, obviously, I mean, they didn't put up a lot against Iowa State, but before that, 35, 48, 55. TCU don't play a lot of defense either. And I'm big on TCU. Um, they were one of my locks. I think I took them over seven and a half or maybe eight, maybe eight yeah. um, earlier in the season. So I think TCU's going to win the game. Uh, Kansas very well could cover, though. But I, I see fireworks. So um, I'm taking over 67 and a half. It's the best number I can get. I mean, you already know I'm on this. I'm riding the Jayhawks. They haven't uh, burned me yet. I think I'm 3-0 so far with them. Um, but yeah, I like them to cover. This one worries me. I'm not gonna lie, because their defense, their offenses. I mean, when Jaden Daniels at quarterback, um, their offense is just—it's explosive. It's funny to say that, but it is. But their defense is not that great. Max Duggan is playing well for TC right now at quarterback. Sonny Dykes has them playing good ball. It is in Lawrence, though, which, I mean, the crowd has been selling out the last couple of weeks, and there's a lot of hype for game day. So I, I'm taking them to cover the six and a half. It does scare me a little bit, though. But I got to ride with them. I can't make this an official play, but it is something I, I put in earlier. I was able to catch it at the plus seven. Um, so I'm with you all. I'm with you there, Brett. Uh, one thing I do want to mention here is that Although they're getting college game day and it's going to be a great experience for the fans there, man, I feel like it's, it's not a smack in the face, but I hate it for them at the same time because it's a noon game. And as a and when you're a tailgater or, you know, especially I'm going to say the OG tailgaters, the ones that's been doing it for years, I mean, you want to be able to really enjoy yeah. it. You want to have a, a 3.30 or a 7.30 game so that you could be out there all day. I mean, nevertheless, everybody's still going to enjoy themselves, but I do wish it was a later game. Yeah, I never thought about that. Should be a should be a pretty good crowd. And the crazy thing is, I know, um, at least for the ACC, um, they have basketball media days in Charlotte next week, I believe. 
So it's like as soon as like Kansas is ready to check out and start tuning into basketball season, here's a five and zero, possibly six and zero football team. Yeah. Go for them. I, I think another thing is is they're starting to get into the meat of the football schedule too. I mean, they have TCU, then Oklahoma, then ba- they have Oklahoma and Baylor on the road next. Which I mean, let's be honest, the way Oklahoma's defense is playing right now, yeah, I mean anything might be possible. For being completely honest here. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Watch out, Jayhawk. All right, so Brett, nominal Coastal Barbecue taking Kansas, uh, catching six and a hook. I am on the TCU Kansas over 67 and a half. A lot of points, but I expect a lot of fireworks. Um, Jaymont, before you give us your next college pick, you want to go ahead and uh, dump out your NFL knowledge on us? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll throw out some um, early NFL that I've been looking at. Um, one thing that I love, my number one is going to be the Bucks at the half. They're minus four and a half versus the Falcons. Tom Brady has not lost to the Falcons his career. Um, Brady got embarrassed last week versus Kansas City, and we already know what they can do versus the Falcons. We know what Brady can do there, just saying. Um, they need to get back on track, so I think this is um, the time where they can do it. Um, I do believe ATL has been playing good. There's no doubt about it, but there's no way in hell I'm taking Marcus Mariota to beat Brady and that defense. I'm just not doing it. Um, and the second one I'll go with, man, I got three. I got two that I'm looking at, but I'm just going to give one. No, I'm going to give both. All right. One of them is the Saints minus five. I think Jameis is going to come back and play. Camaro was limited today, but that's great. This shows that he's getting back into, um, you know, the hang of things. Jameis did not practice today, but I think he'll he'll play. And it's versus the Seahawks. They need to come back down to life. I know the Saints lost last week. This is a great time for them to bounce back. So Saints minus five. And the last one real quick is going to be the Rams minus five and a half. They play the Cowboys. I will be honest and say I have faded the Cowboys the last three weeks and have lost. Ooh. I'm just not, I'm not stopping now. I got two more in me. I got two more in me. One today when they, or excuse me, this week when they go play the Rams, the Rams are two and two, but they're only one and four at the spread. So that's one thing I like right there They come back home and this could be a look ahead spot for the Cowboys. They have the Eagles next week. And that's going to be a huge game. So I'm just going to ride with it. Um, Like I said, I got two more in me. And now I will say this as a last thing. If the Cowboys win this week, go big on the Eagles next week because they are going – there's no way they go 5-0 and in that span. Is is Dak playing? Because I heard he might come back. I mean, I know there was talks about him coming back. Or is Cooper – are they riding with Cooper Rush again? Um, From my my knowledge, at least, I, I haven't heard anything. Um, at the moment, I would assume that it's still Cooper Rush until they officially make it deck. Uh, but honestly, I think he's going to mess them up. I think coming back, trying to put him in, that's going to – Yeah, I mean, out. he might honestly. And public service amount, announcement, um, Matthew Stafford, you do have other people on your team besides Cooper Cup. Allen Robinson is on that squad. All right. I'm, I know you might not look at him, but he is on that damn squad. All right. <laughs> it's just not Cooper Cup on the team. I mean, my God, I thought I thought when I drafted him, I thought, wow, like this is gonna be this is gonna be like the Robert Woods 2.0, you know? And oh my god, he doesn't even get targets. Uh-uh. It's it's ridiculous. Sorry for the fantasy owner. Oh my gosh. 
But oh, yeah, okay. I'm get that off. We're not uh, we're not hopping off this in a this NFL tangent too quick. Jamont, your your squad's Pittsburgh, right? Pittsburgh. Oh, oh man, I'm so happy you said that. Well, I mean, I know my team, but another unofficial lean is Buffalo. I am a Pittsburgh fan. <laughs> It's 14. Buffalo. We beat them last year. We beat them last year in the first game of the season. This is like a revenge spot for them. I'm not going to lie. I didn't play the 14, but I did play the minus seven at the halftime. I do love that as well. I mean, Kenny Pig is going to have Pete coming down his leg, getting that first start. Versus that defense, yeah, that, that's line? they kind of they kind of set him up for failure. That was stupid. You should have waited to after this week. Yeah, yeah, I agree. They sh- they should have let Mitch play one more game. <laughs> yeah, they really should have. And uh, Brett, the Packers, three and one. What you thinking? Yeah, I, uh, the Packers. I've kind of hopped. I I really don't have allegiance to a to a um NFL team. Really, I mean, the Packers. They shouldn't have beat New England. To be honest, I mean, they had. Zappy in there or whatever from Western Kentucky after Hoyer got I, I took them in my survivor league and I was sweating the whole uh Sunday or whatever. But uh what hey, what about my boy Gino Smith, former Mountaineer? He's balling out right now. Yeah, Gino. What yeah. was he? Uh he was the NFC player of the week or something. Yeah, like hey, listen, if, if Gino if he if he would have got drafted by another team besides the Jets and would have stayed behind a veteran quarterback for a few years, I think he would have been fine. But when you get when you get to the Jets, you're screwed. I mean, that's what happens. That's, that's career. So I'm, happy, I'm happy to see him throwing. I mean, he's like 77 completion or what? Like, I'm happy to see him do well. Well, I'm glad I started throwing DK the ball because my fantasy team was wondering where DK was at the first couple of weeks, and then he magically showed up. But um, do you guys mind if I golf on a tangent right here about the Carolina Panthers? Absolutely not. Go ahead. So, th- and this has been this has been building up in my soul. So I, I really need to get this off my chest. The last three or so years, being a Panthers fan has been awful. The peak time of being a Panthers fan the last few years is when Cam Newton came back. And I think we went 2-0 or, like, we beat Arizona, and I think we beat somebody else. And then after that, it was all downhill. We all knew the Cam Newton experiment, busted shoulder cam, wasn't going to last. But I've been called a fair-weather fan. But here's my thing. My mental health, my mental well-being is worth more than cheering for losers. And this is to everybody out there that cheers for losers. You do not have to ride for them. Like, deep down, do you like them? Yes. Are they your squad? Yes. But if there is one, not one daggone thing exciting to watch about that team, don't stress yourself out. Don't, don't, don't wake up Saturday morning hoping for a win. Hope for a lose and a good draft pick. Like, you do not have to cheer for losers, and that's where I am for the Panthers. Like, I said, I will not. And, hey, t- tickets to Panthers games are dirt cheap right now. Lower level, 80 bucks. I mean, they should be paying people to go to those games. That's what I'm saying. Like, I will not consider, and I live in Charlotte, that, look, Bank of America Stadium is 15 minutes from my house. I will not give them a damn penny until they fire Matt Rule. I don't care who the interim coach is. As long as Matt Rule's not coaching, I will go. Till then, I'm off. I, I Like, as my, as my boy Bomani Jones say, 
I'm not, I'm not what they're getting down right now. They've gotten quarterback wrong at every turn ever since David Tepper bought the team. There's nothing exciting outside of the defense. And even the defense sometimes makes you scratch your head. Like I, I don't have to root for losers. It's not worth my well-being. Like I'm not retweeting Instagram and Panther stuff because it's not fun. Like I, I don't have to do that to myself. So Carolina, you can kick rocks till you fire Matt Rule in two more weeks, hopefully. Who and then I'll give you a look because at least I know we're rebuilding. Who do you want to want as a coach? Yeah. Um, Sean Payton. Is that going to happen? No. Sean Payton's going to go to Dallas whenever Mike McCarthy gets fired. Yeah, I hope not. And and honestly, when it comes to the coach, as long as you have a a history track of developing a quarterback, because we have to draft somebody. There's no one else in the NFL you can recycle that you'd be satisfied with. I mean, like, let's be honest. Uh, Baker Mayfield, I mean, what's his QBR? I think 15 or something like that for the whole year so far. I was excited when we got Baker because I didn't think Baker was that bad, but it's this system. Like, everything with the Panthers is wrong. Everyone has to go. I think if you put Baker with just about any other team, he would be a lot better than he is right now. Even with DJ – CMC, Rob, I mean, the, the the system is the issue. And I'm not doing it to myself. I'm out. I'm out. I'm not with this get down. I don't have to do this to myself. Yeah, hate it hate it for DJ and CMC because I do believe they are both studs, especially, uh, well, obviously CMC, but DJ is like slept on. I believe if he was on another team, he would be like a star right now. People would really see how good he is as a receiver. Yeah, that's a shame. I mean, hell, at least the Steelers, you have Pickett, you got Pickens, you got Najee. Like, you have something to look forward to. There is nothing, and I mean nothing, going for the Panthers. Get uh, get C.J. Stroud. Might happen. Yeah, maybe. I mean, shit. I'd, I'd take you plug CJ Stroud in right now, get Baker, Sam. And that's the worst thing because there's no backup plan. Matt Corral what, broke his foot, the Liz yeah. Frank, same thing that happened to Cam. Sam, he's Sam. Who are you going to put in? PJ Walker? Like, like yeah. we have to, like, think about being in a torture house and having your eyes, like, glued open to watch that whole game every Sunday. That's torture. Do you used to watch? Partially. But I'm hoping for losses. Like it, it's on in the back. You don't, you don't even have to hope. It's just gonna happen. Yeah, no, dude. It's like torture. I would rather watch, like, what, what's ever on Nick Jr. Like, what's the new kid stuff? Like, uh, Bluey, Bluey, or uh, what about Coco Melon? Yeah, Coco Melon. Yeah, whatever that is. My my seven month old isn't watching a lot of TV shows right now. She watches Sports Center and a lot of stuff that I watch. But I would rather watch that for three and a half hours than to watch the Carolina Panthers. It is it's just not fun to see. But that, that's that's the end of my tangent. I'm glad you got that off your chest. Me too, man. It's a HTD therapy session edition. <laughs> I feel a lot better. All right, uh, Jaymont, you're up. You can take us where you want to in college. All right, um, uh, back to college. Um, I do want to mention one thing real quick from last week. I feel bad for anybody who bet on Syracuse. Do y'all know what happened with the Syracuse game last week? Yeah, they, 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 did, they did a 10-minute quarters or whatever in the third and fourth, right? Yeah, and that, they shortened the game, like you said, yeah. by that five minutes. 
And in Vegas, for it to be an official play, you have to play 55 minutes. They played 50. So any, anybody who had a Syracuse ticket, which cash, no, you got nothing. Even though it cashed? Even though it cashed, because technically it's not a final. That's just like in the in um, baseball, I believe you have to play seven innings for it to count as a game. Yeah. The same situation. That's my stuff. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I would be so mad. Yeah. Dude, I saw at one point, I think it was the second quarter. It's like 55 to zero or beginning the third against Wagner. They put it on them boys. That ticket didn't cash. Yep. I think it was it was 49 zero half. I think it finished 55 three or something like that. I think but they it was 59 zero, didn't it? I think it was 59 zero. 59 zero. Okay. So they scored 10 more points in the second yeah. half. But that was out of those those 20 minutes that they played. Yeah, they were probably kneeling in the second half, honestly. For sure. That whole fourth quarter, they were probably just taking a knee. (laughs) So I just wanted to kind of mention that. uh, All right, we can get back to some picks here. Um, I'm going to stay again here in the Pac-12. Now we are going to go to Washington versus Arizona State Sun Devils. Um, Washington lost last week versus UCLA. Um, I expect them to kind of bounce back. This was their first straight up and at the – spread loss this season and prior to that they've been winning by double digits um their competition who they played really hasn't been too tough they play michigan state stanford and then obviously ucla um but still though you know winning by double digits i I like that and they're averaging five over 500 yards per game on the other side arizona state this is their fourth rank opponent they lost to oklahoma state by 17 and uh, back-to-back, the last two weeks, they played Utah and USC. They lost to Utah by 21 and lost to USC by 17. Again, this is their third-ranked opponent in three weeks, fourth for the season. I don't know how much they have left in the tank. Um, I really don't see them keeping up with Washington's offense. Um, Washington, the only thing that scares me, I will say this, I'm, I'm a trend guy, so I love to look into the trends. Washington has lost seven straight games in this series on the road, but I do expect them to bounce back this year. Um, If it's a year that they're going to win on the road, it has to be this year, Arizona State. Mm, I don't have no faith in it. I like it. Washington, uh, 13 and a half. That's the best number I can get you. Let's do it. Brett, you got anything here? No. I don't really go to the Pac-12 that much, honestly. I just – I don't watch that football over there. It's just – I mean, I've watched I've watched USC a couple of times, but it's just the, the Pac-12, there's not really anybody over there besides Utah and um, USC. I guess UCLA for now. Yeah. Jamon, I like this play – I think 13 and a half is a good number. I probably wouldn't take it at 14 and a half where it opened up. So I'm glad it ticked down for you. But yeah, the last two weeks, um, 20 or no, what was it? 34 to 13 against Utah and 42 to 25 against USC. They've been getting clapped. Yeah, I think they're going to roll over. Yeah, I think they're done. And like I said, just with the ranked opponents, they lost by at least 17 points, you know, every game. And, and I'm, I'm honestly with you, Brett. I, I don't even know how my car got filled with so many Pac-12 teams. Um, but this week, as we were talking about, you know, the lines, I didn't like all the lines, but those yeah, were the lines that kind of stuck out to me. 
I mean, this game's going to be in until like one o'clock in the morning sometimes, like the Pac 12 at night. I'm like, yeah, I'm not staying up for this. Right. And, it, and it's kind of crazy because most of their games this week are early. Um, like I said, at 3 30. This one here is at four. And I have another one I'm going to talk about a little bit later. All right. Uh, so, Jamon, I believe you have five picks total. So, you have two more. Brett, I think you have three more. And I have two more. So, Brett has the most this week for once. Well, yeah, that's because I'm hopping on your fade or whatever. Well, oh, okay. All right. So, go ahead and give, give, give us two. All right. So, I'll give you two. So, my first one is Kentucky at home for South Carolina. They're 10 point, um, 10 point favorite. I, I like Kentucky. I like Kentucky a lot. I think they had a tough loss against Ole Miss. Honestly, I mean, they really, they really had opportunities to win that game. If I, if we're being completely honest, Will Levis, um, he fumbled the ball going down there in the red zone. At one point, he was doing a little too much, and then towards the end of the game, he also he got it uh, strip sacked away from him. The defender hit it, so. Uh, Kentucky had a chance to go to Ole Miss and win that game, and they came up a little short. I think they're going to take it out on South Carolina. Uh, I've, I've said this time and time again, South Carolina just does not have a good offensive line. Kentucky has a solid defensive line, solid defense in total. I think they'll be able to stop Rattler and kind of run up the score a little bit here. So I think they win this game by a couple touchdowns, honestly. So I like them to cover. Looks like I can get nine and a half maybe. Yep, nine and a half. Yeah, so I'll take the nine and a half. I have to put a little pause here. I'm not against you, but I'm not that sold on this Kentucky offense. Yeah, which is fair. But also, we're talking about South Carolina here, which South Carolina is a couple years away. I mean, I I like what he's doing there. But, you know, I I wasn't sold on their offense either. But their Levis showed me enough the other day to – be serviceable and so like I said I like their defense to make enough stops here so the only thing that scares me about this by looking at the money down here on the screen um 70% of the bets are on Kentucky but only 35% of the money so the sharps the the experts per se they're on South Carolina in the points um good luck listen thank you I don't I don't want no part in this (laughs) appreciate that one Jamon, any thoughts here? Um, not not something I'm playing, but I, I would definitely lean there with Brett. Um, Kentucky, I could see it going any either way. That's why I'm not playing it. But like I said, I definitely lean with Kentucky. All right, uh, Brett, give us your next pick. Uh, my my next one here is going to Carter family. Um, the Wolfpack t- coming off a tough loss where they kind of just got manhandled on the line for me completely lost. They couldn't get anything going on offense, couldn't run the ball. Leary struggled to pass it. There was just nobody open. So this one scares me a little bit, but I think it's necessary for a back uh, for a um, bounce back kind of game. I'll be going to this game actually. So I'll be there rooting on the Wolf Pack. Um, Florida State coming off kind of a – they weren't really in it against Wake Forest, honestly. Wake Forest kind of handled them from start to finish. But I, I like NC State here. I think they need this to bounce back. Uh, they need this one especially because they're going to – they're traveling to a tough Syracuse team next week, which has been playing good ball right now. So I think they definitely need this one. I think they need this to bounce back. And so I think they can cover this here by a touchdown or so. 
I, I liked their defense, by the way. I liked NC State's defense against Clemson. I thought they played well, but it's just getting the offense going. Yep. Um, I'm not playing this game, and I'm actually not going. I have a wedding this weekend. Uh, shout out to Patrick and Jessica, uh, two of my buddies from college, getting married this weekend. Um, best wishes to you for the rest of your life. Um, but, yeah, uh, NC State, the, the defense looked great. I, I don't have an issue with that defense. Uh, Clemson schemed, like, pretty well on offense. Like, DJ, DJ played out of his mind. DJ the last two weeks has played about as perfect as he could. Um, I, I, I don't want him to turn into a pumpkin, but I kind of feel like it will somewhere. But they have Wake and State out of the way. So, I mean, they have to play Florida State later on in the season. So, it, it could happen. Who knows? Um, but, yeah, the, the NC State play calling, again, kind of like we talked about, the, the offensive play calling is just not good. Um, receivers dropping the ball, turning into turnovers. Um, Devin Leary, the only target he had open all night was Thayer Thomas. It, I mean, you couldn't get anything deep downfield. So I think Tim Beck is going to have to call a, a very good game plan. Because, again, Florida State, they, they have athletes. They're not terrible. They do. I mean, it, no offense to Thayer Thomas, but when he's your number one wide receiver, I, I mean, I think he's good as like a – kind of stuff like wide receiver two, kind of three, but he was your wide receiver. Yeah, I mean, like compared to Clemson, um, yeah. Thayer Thomas is like a Hunter Renfro. He, he's not yeah. a Sammy Watkins or yeah. like like or, or DeAndre Hopkins, like running downfield. I mean, or like or like T. Higgins. I mean, yeah, this, I don't know. This one, I, I think they'll bounce back, but this one does scare me because they, they kind of struggle with the Florida State. Usually the Florida State games are good ones. Uh, we'll see how the crowd will be. It is a night game. I'm actually – I think I'm going to freeze my ass off, to be honest, because it's going to be real cold that night. But, um, but yeah, it, it should be a good game. I think the crowd will be awesome. Um, yeah, it, but Florida State, they struggle in Raleigh. Like, they, yeah. like they struggle in Carter-Finley. I think um, – like, I heard this on Packer and Durham like a year or two ago. Mark Packer said – Carter Finley has been a house of horrors for for Florida State. Like I've seen Florida State lose at least two games yeah. out of their last three trips to Raleigh. So yeah, I mean odds are in your favor. Uh, Jamal, you got anything on the Wolfpack Knowles? Um, I was looking at this game. It didn't make my card. Um, again, still loving it. Again, Brett, um, Florida State. I didn't like the way they played last week. Um, I mean, it was okay game. I thought that NC State played a better game versus Clemson than what I believe Florida State did versus Wake. So I'll, I'll kind of roll with that and take NC State as well. Well, I'm, I'm not making it official, but I'm just saying I like it. <laughs> you, yeah, I you're not that confident, but you, you just – you ride in one thing. All right. I'm wishing you the best of luck for sure. I appreciate that, yeah. Yeah, I was a little disappointed in Florida State last week. I thought they would really come out and beat Wake Forest, but – I don't know. I think this is Jordan Travis's first time actually playing against NC State and Carter Finley because I think I read that he's been hurt the last couple of years that they've came to town. So should be an interesting one. Yeah. Um, yeah. NC State's one of the last two meetings in 21 and 22 um, in the last two in Raleigh. Yeah, that's, that's about right. <clears throat> All right, uh, Jaymont. Or actually, am I up? Javon, you have two more, right? I'm contemplating taking one off. Okay, I have two more. So you contemplate while I give one. All right. Um, um, this isn't going to be the pick that I believe Brett agrees with me. 
So um, let's go. I think this game is in Fayetteville. No, it's in Starkville. All right, we're going to Starkville, Mississippi. Uh, Mississippi State, where they don't all year put up points. Um, Arkansas, when they don't play Alabama, what do they do mostly all season? Put up a lot of points. Um, let's see, Mississippi State, last last four games, uh, 42-45, 31-39. Uh, Arkansas, excluding Bama, where they throw a 26-burger, uh, 23 against a good A&M defense, um, 38, and then 44, and then a 31 spot in week one against Cincinnati. The over-under for this game, best number I can get, 59. Let me get let me get the over. Um, I think Mississippi State by themselves could throw up in the mid thirties, um, and I think Arkansas has a good chance of winning this game. So I see this game being played in the mid to high sixties, possibly. So um, Arkansas, Mississippi State over. Uh, KJ Jefferson still a very good quarterback for Arkansas, uh, but he went up against Alabama. Alabama's going to make a lot of good quarterbacks like look like they did last week. Um, and that air raid from Michael Leach has been working against everybody. And I mean, working against every daggone body at Mississippi state. So, um, give me the, give me the over, uh, looks like the side for this game spread Mississippi state favored by a touchdown and a hook. Looks like the best number you can get in most places. It's looking like nine and a hook or 10 a tight line. I can kind of see it teetering everywhere. And I wouldn't be surprised if Arkansas won, but I do like to see a lot of points here. So um, give me the over 59. I like that. And if you get the defense from the Razorbacks that you had last week, that's definitely cash money. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah, I was I was reading because I know I know Jefferson got banked up there at the end of the game. I know he got concussion, so I was seeing if he was gonna play. Uh, he's he's slotted to play as an now, I believe. Yeah, it looks, it looks like that he's gonna travel. I know I know Pittman said he had to practice today to play, so it looks like he might have practiced today. But yeah, I mean, Will Rogers can throw that ball too. So I I'm with you. I think it's a back and forth game. Did you see that interview after the game with Mike Leach and the uh, the reporter? She said she was getting married or whatever. Married. <laughs> yeah, he went on a tangent about basically. Just go elope and don't do them. <laughs> like, don't get married anywhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a classic. The dude's a freaking nut. <laughs> he really is. He probably was trying to keep that on, on the hush-hush, but you just messed that up. <laughs> <laughs> I was dying about that. Oh, man. All right. Uh, so, I believe, uh, Jaymont, you have one more, maybe two. Uh, Brett has one more, and I have one. So, uh, Jaymont, the floor is open. All right. Um, this next one, I, I'm going to go ahead and just give my two. Um, this will be my least favorite play. I'm going to go ahead and get this one out. Still in the Pac-12 for my last game there. Um, I'm going to ride with Lincoln Riley and USC. Um, I know it's minus 13. They have not covered their last two games. Their offense is still on fire even though they have a suspect defense, I just think, hey, you're back home here. This is a chance to do it. Um, Give me USC. Like I said, this is my least favorite play. I will not lie, but I've played it uh, already, and I'm going to make it an official here on HTD. All right. That's 12 and a half. Favorite for the Trojans? Do it. What, what are your thoughts there? I, I want to know. Um, and what, what are y'all thinking? Right. Yeah, I mean, like you said, 
well, there's no doubt USC can score. It's can they can they play defense? I mean, that's mainly the main thing. I mean, right. with Caleb Williams and Jordan Addison or whatever, we know they can score, but they, they've had a couple of tight games uh, last couple of weeks, so it, it'll be interesting. I mean, it, it's a it's a big line, so I, I wish you luck. I appreciate it. And I'm really kind of looking at the storyline just of also handling business. Um, I mean, these are the games that you have to handle business against. If you yeah. want to be in any type of consideration, you have to win in a convincing fashion. And this is a game after two losses at the spread. This is a chance for you to get back on track. Yeah. Um, USC, they, they were so good to us. And they, they they started to let us down. Like you talked about the last two weeks, started out 3-0 against the spread and then 0-2 skid. But looking at the money, um, 65% of the money is on Washington State. So I, I like this. I call this my my shiny building in Vegas game. And I think they're about to take a lot of money for some people. I can see a get-right game for the Trojans for sure. Um, I like it. You want to get ahead and I'm sorry, go ahead. No, you said you're sprinkling what? I was going to say I'll probably sprinkle a little something on the um, halftime as well. Long as it is seven or less. If it's over seven, I probably wouldn't play it. First half line, it's seven on the dot. Seven. See, I, I would do that, but um, like that hook, I'll stay away from it. All right, cool. You want to go ahead and give me your last one? Oh, yeah, I'll give my last one. Um, this last one, we're going to bring it back home. We're going to go to the Trey Four. We're going to take it to Winston-Salem. Um, we are Army of West Point versus Wake Forest. Wake Forest um, favored by 17 points. Um, last year, if you remember this game, it was fireworks. 126 points scored. Wake finished um, 70 to 56 and had 600 yards of offense with zero turnovers. 600 yards of offense with zero turnovers. That is that's tough to do. I mean, especially when you're throwing the rock like that. Um, Army likes to run. Um, I feel like Wake is – well, Army can throw too, but I feel like they want to run. Wake, to me, is a little bit more balanced team, and I just do not see Army keeping up offensively. Um, also, they're allowing 400 yards per game. Um, it was a big win last week versus Florida State, um, just with, you know, ACC um, already lost to Clemson, so getting that win in the ACC was big. Now you're returning home. Back to the Trey Foe. Let's get this 17. Um, I'll, again, I like to give my trends. The only thing that scares me is a la the last three games the home team has lost, but I'm throwing it out the window and I'm going to ride with the Wake Forest Demon Deacon. Damn. Damn. Uh, I can get to 16 and a half. So yeah. I'm going to Wake Lane 16 and a half. I, I shouldn't do this. I might regret it, but I'm taking the over. You're taking over 66 and a half? Wake can't stop anybody. And they can score a lot. They definitely can do that, for sure. Yeah, give me Wake, Army, over. I can get 66. Or, yeah, 66. I, I like that plan as well. I, I definitely think that some points would be scored. Um, what, what made me go with that 17 was, like I said, that 70 to 56 win last last year. And I believe it came like they hit 70 in like the last minute, last minute play. It went like long distance touchdown. Um, but I, I'm, I'm going to go with the Demon Deacons there. But I do like that over as well. Damn. I have four overs. <laughs> Listen, you said you were confident, 
coughing about your over-unders. We're about to see this weekend. Let's do it. Hey, man, you can't you can't switch up what's been making you the money. If you've been doing yeah. good with the over-unders, you got to keep riding with it. Yeah, and again, like, I'm, I'm reading them right. It's just like last week, to be at 52 with eight minutes left in the third and to not score for the yeah. rest of the game. I needed six points. Yeah, you, was like you had that one in the bag. Dude, I was hot. I was hot stepping to the bank. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was too the other night when um, San Fran lined up for that thirty-yard freaking field goal and missed it. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love it. Gotta love it. All right, uh, Brett, go ahead. And give us your last one. Well, I mean, I, I know my last one is your last one, right? Let's do it. I'm just I'm hopping on your bandwagon, so. Yeah, I mean, just like last year was fade West Virginia. This year is fade, I mean, this, well, this year will be fade West Virginia too. They're just having bye week this week. But um, this this year has been fade Virginia Tech. I mean, this Hoagie team is bad. I mean, bad. they are bad. I mean, because we're bad, West Virginia is bad, and we we took care of business against Virginia Tech. Um, what have we been talking about all all year? Carolina's defense is bad. Well, Virginia Tech only managed, what, 10 points last week? They made Chapel Hill's defense look like the steel curtain or the purple yeah. people eaters from Minnesota back in the day. Yeah. So, listen, I, I know I know, Pidge is coming off a loss against um, Georgia Tech, which is not a good loss, honestly. But this Virginia Tech team is bad. Um, I, I just like Pitt to cover in this 14-and-a-half spot. Uh, I guess I, I can we get it for 14 maybe? Yep, 14. Yeah, so we'll take it for 14. So I just I like for them to bounce back against that embarrassing loss to um to Georgia Tech. And what better way to do it than against this Virginia Tech team? Yep. Looking at Virginia Tech's point totals this season, Old Dominion 17. Uh Boston College scored 27. You should score more, seeing what Boston College is. Wofford only scored 27. And that wasn't even letting up in the second half. That was offense couldn't function. Uh, West Virginia scored 10. You Chapel Hill. Chapel Hill has the worst defense I've seen in D1 football this year. They scored 10 points. Um, they, 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 this, yeah, lay it. No further explanation needed. Fade the Hokies. And, and you know what's really sad? Um, ACC Network just came out with a feature of ACC legends. Like they've done Bobby Bowden. They've done, like, I think a Clemson football team, um, like the two that won like college football playoffs, whatever. They just came out with one about Frank Beamer. Watching that made me so depressed because being a Tech fan used to be so fun. That program is in shambles. Um, I feel I, I really do feel bad for Brent Pry because he's going to have like three, four years and he's going to get fired. And then like somebody else is going to come in. But hey, what does Virginia Tech need? They need somebody with the last name Beamer, <coughs> Shane. And a black quarterback, you give Virginia Tech those two. Hey, that, that's better than the KFC's original recipe. That's a recipe for success, baby. Uh, yeah, I, I I don't know if you remember me telling you this. I also am a Hokie fan. I wouldn't say my fandom is the same as yours. Over the years, um, I, I've less and less paid attention. But um, I, I think I heard you say it a couple of weeks ago, look, um, growing up, seeing Marcus Vick, or excuse me, Michael Vick, and yeah, man, and we haven't been there in so long, but it will forever, forever, forever be Beamer Ball in Blacksburg. And we miss that man dearly. 
Dude, I tell you what, Virginia Tech in the late 90s and even like all the 2000s, even like 20, like 09, 10, A, you saw that Virginia Tech helmet coming to your stadium. They were going to block punts, block kicks, return punts, and hit you in the damn mouth if you come across the middle. They have some dogs on defense. Special teams and defense for sure made on that. And like you said, a very mobile quarterback. Yeah, and a mobile quarterback. That's all they needed. And they and they were going to do work and be ranked top twenty five, top fifteen often. It, it's, right. it's just not it anymore. It's it's a sad day, but hey, tech shit. Hey, you don't you don't want them on your schedule. You was going to come out of that game hurt. For sure. Yeah. Not this year. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. Not this year. Sign me up to play them this yeah. year. You want them on the schedule. Yeah, you ain't kidding. You, you definitely want to wear your schedule. All right, guys. Um, so it's the time the power parlay. Let's all contemplate, look at our cards. Um, give one pick to give to the parlay for the show. And just listeners, we we're we're transparent, we're black and white. We started the power parlay in week four. Um, week one or the first week that we did it, we were one and four. And the second week we did it, we were one and three. So definitely looking to have a better record on the power parlay. Um, everybody give one of your best picks and um, we'll plug it in. I love this addition, by the way. Um, I think this is great. Um, me and my crew, we do something like this. We um, It's very close. So you call it power parlay. We call, our, we call ours a PPP. It stands for Peter Pays Paul. So the way it works is if us three were doing a power parlay, we would all pick a team and put the same amount on it, $20. So we send in a 60 on three bet. If it hits, we split the 60 on three. You only have to pay if your team loses. One person loses, they pay the whole 60. Two people loses, two people lose, they pay, you know, 30-30. And then obviously so on, so on. But I love this. Um, Ever since y'all introduced it, like you said, two weeks ago, I'm a huge fan of the power parlay. I like that. Uh, yeah. big ball. That's sick. Yeah, that's cool. Not gonna lie. And 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 the, the the best thing on it is you win, you don't if you win, you never lose. If my team comes through, I never have to come off any money. And if we all come through, obviously we all win. I like that. Uh, I may need to be a common practice in the chat room. Like, who wants in for a PPP? Yeah. I, I actually love the idea, man. I, I want y'all to get that started. Even if it was just a simple, what do we like today? One of my sites I can bet um, maximum 10 bets. I would love to just put it in just to see what happens. What does everybody like today? Let's see, put a dollar on 10. You know, it might bring back $600, $700 um, just to try. I think we should start doing that, listeners. We might have to talk about that. Yeah. And um, for those of you um, listeners, if you want to get in the chat room, you can do it one or two ways. You can contact Brett and I personally on my Twitter accounts out there uh, at no underscore sluggo, S-L-U-G-O underscore zone. Or you could also email HTDTTG at Gmail or HTDTTGOAL at Gmail.com. And you can get in touch with us. 
we can insert you into the chat room. We have a good thing going. It's only iPhone users. I don't really want to see any green text. So <laughs> I'm sorry. If you have an Android, don't even don't even hit us up to join. You're, you're not getting in. That's a, that's a requirement. Hit a couple more bets and get some money and buy an iPhone, and, and then we can talk about it. <laughs> really, the most upbeat person in the chat room right now is Trevor. I mean, he's been all over his balls so far this year. Uh, me and Marcus, we're, we're kind of a little uh, right now. And then um, I know I know Wilson or whatever he's got his, his Tar Heels, but there, yeah, there's there's a few of us that are just kind of down this year right now. But Trevor, Trevor's really happy about his balls right now. He's really yeah. Talking about and and I will say the happiest person to date after just uh, after any week was Chase after Marshall beat Notre Dame. <laughs> yeah. He could have been happier. He was happy. Dude, it, 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 he he's quickly came down. And then they lost to Bowling Green. <laughs> they lost to Bowling Green the following week. But that, that was definitely a good Saturday afternoon. Oh, I think that was week two. Week two was awesome. I think a lot of people made like some money on week two, and we saw like upsets. Like that's when App State won at A and M. Like Marshall took down Notre Dame. It, that week was nuts. Yeah, it was a good week. All right, uh, well, let's get back to it. So, uh, now I want to close the barbecue. They only have one play, uh, Kansas plus six and a half. So, uh, Brett, that takes away one option for you uh, for the power parlay. Uh, J-Mont and Brett, what you throwing on there? I'm going to actually let Brett go first. Because if he... <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I don't like any of these plays to put out <laughs> power parlay. <laughs> Well, um, the reason why the reason why I said that is because if you take Utah, I, I'm going well, to and, see. I, and I'm thinking about that because I'm really not confident in any of these plays. Well, go ahead. I, you take Utah. I got something else. All right. So, so I'll take the Utah minus three and a half at UCLA then. And I'm not even confident about that really. I'm going to go with the Terps. Give me Maryland um, at this twelve o'clock. Let's see if we can start off right. All right, so we got Kansas catching six and a half, Maryland laying three, Utah laying three and hook. Dude, I'm not going to lie. I like that Wake Army over 66. And you just threw that one on the card. Yeah. Dude, and the crazy thing is, if you think about it, the mesh offense that Wake runs is basically the option in the form of a spread. Yeah, I mean, it is, yeah. And they have a quarterback that can sling it, so so it works. So um, here's the power parlay. Not a PPP, not Peter Payne Paul, not yet. Uh, <laughs> the power parlay, we got Wake Army over 66, Utah laying three and a hook, Maryland laying three, and Kansas plus six and a half. I will say out of any week's parlay, I hated the one last week. The one last week, um, LSU laying seven and a hook, Wake FSU over 65 and a half. UVA plus two and a half all miss Clemson land six one. I did like the first week, although only one hit uh, UVA Q's under 55 hit Chapel Hill lost outright to Notre Dame, Oklahoma lost to Kansas state. I think Texas lost to Texas tech. And then um, Tennessee got backdoored by Florida. I did like week four, um, but this, this is probably my favorite. I, I like that wake army over Utah, Maryland, Kansas. Do it. Oh, yeah. Well, we got some action down here. Um, J-Mot, again, thanks for joining us before we recap. Like, always been a supporter since day one. Always riding with us, active in the chat room, getting out, giving out NFL locks to people. And they usually hit, I mean, you, a couple bad beats, but, you know, that, that's why we keep coming back, right? 
and, and definitely, uh, man, I really do appreciate, again, not only being on here, but you all doing this, man. This means so much to anybody who bets. Um, we all know that there's not enough research in a day for you to look at every team. So being able to hear knowledgeable people, um, different people as well, come on and give their thoughts, that's a great thing. I'm somebody who just, I believe it's us against the bookies. It is literally us against the bookies. Share your knowledge. Um, you can say you like this team. I don't have to play it. You're just letting me know you like them and why you like them. So again, not only from me, but from all y'all, all of your listeners, thank you for these weekly um, podcasts. We really appreciate it. Amen. So uh, let's start with Nalano Coastal Barbecue. They help keep the lights on on this show. Uh, game of the week, uh, TCU traveling to Kansas. Going to be a really good game. A lot of points scored in that game. And check out 910 Coastal BBQ on Instagram for the mystery smoke of the week on Saturday morning. They're playing Kansas catching six and a half at home. I think this could be a pretty good week for home dogs. So stay tuned and keep your eyes out for the Jayhawks. Jaymont's plays, uh, Maryland laying three, Utah laying three and a hook, Washington laying 13 and a half, USC a 12 and a half point favorite, and then Wake a 16 and a half point favorite against the Black Knights of West Point. His three NFL plays for you. He's got the Buccaneers laying four and a half first half, the Saints laying five whole game, and then the Rams also laying five and a half going back home. Brett's card, Tennessee laying two and a hook, Utah laying three and a hook, Kansas catching six and a half points, uh, Kentucky laying nine and a half, NC State laying three at home against the Knolls, and then Pittsburgh laying 14 against the Virginia Tech Hokies. My card, a lot of overs for the week. It actually takes up two-thirds of my card. So here we go. Tennessee, LSU over 64 and a hook, TCU, Kansas over 67 and a hook, Arkansas, Mississippi State over 59, Pitt laying 14 against the Hokies, Tennessee laying two and a half against LSU in Baton Rouge, and then Wake Army over 66 late addition, but Jaymont gave all the trends for that game, last year's results, and hey, let's see some fireworks, baby. Do it. Do it. Hopefully, uh, it'll be a good week this week, you know? It we, should be we good. a good week. Yeah, let's get the ball rolling, man. Let's let's um, you know, everybody just had to pay some bills. Let's let's get that back. Yeah, I'm with you. Let's let's hope for a good. Maybe maybe the hardest week of lines will be the best week so far. Yeah. But before we leave, though, before we end, we cannot end this show without talking about this game. How did nobody mention this game? Bama ain't in. Come on, man. Now, obviously, it doesn't have the same height as it did. A couple months ago when we had the off-season drama. But, you know, still, what, what are your thoughts here? I, I, I mean, I I don't think there's any reason to talk about this game. I mean, listen, A&M is – Arkansas really blew that game against them too. Like, they, they should have lost to Arkansas if K.J. Jefferson didn't get uh, – it didn't fumble that ball or whatever. They were going to go at 21-7. A&M just don't have any offense. I mean, they're – they they what's up with these and i was listening to radio what's up with these programs throwing all this money at these coaches in like i mean and then they're gonna have these massive buyouts it's, it's kind of like mel tucker i mean listen i don't, i know mel tucker's only a week or a year or two at michigan state but they saw what he did uh year one he or i guess year two or whatever after covid they hopped on the bandwagon they gave him a ton of money and now he's they're doing terrible this year so 
I, I, I don't even think it's going to be a game, honestly. I mean, Texas A&M, I think t- Aggie fans are tired of Jimbo already, which you better get used to him because the, the amount of money they're paying him, he's going to be there for a while. Yep, everything Brett said is correct. Uh, going back to Star Wars, we'll start with Mel Tucker. He robbed the bank last year. Uh, Kenneth Walker the third <laughs> got him a lot of money because uh, he, he has a pretty big buyout. But uh, going back to uh, A&M traveling to Bama, lay it. Um, the I like the full game line better than first quarter, first half. So full line, 23 and a half if you can catch it on a couple sites. First quarter, seven. Um, I, I like that too. And um, Is Bryce Young playing? No, he's not playing. But I, I don't really think it matters because if you look at A&M, they, they've scored – the highest score that they've put up this season is 31 points against Sam Houston State. Hold on. <laughs> Sometime. Thank you. All right. So, they scored 31 points against Sam Houston week one, uh, D2. To, I don't think they're D3. I think Sam Houston's D2 um, somewhere out of Texas. Um, other than that, they haven't scored over 24 points against an actual D1 team this year. I think Bama hangs – 45. I know this AM defense is good. Um, don't get me wrong, but they gave up 42 to Mississippi State. And the way Gibbs ran that ball last week, I think Arkansas's defense in AM's is very similar. Um, like pretty good on every level, has competent players. AM is a little banged up, so that gives me calls for concern, especially. But to see like Gibbs run the rock like that against Arkansas once that O-line just beat them down, I just see very similar teams on I and they're probably, they're probably going to be on the field like the whole whole game too. 23 and a half. Here's my final prediction. I think AM scores like 13 points. They probably get a touchdown, two field goals. Maybe they, they score like 17. They score 13 to 17 points. Alabama hangs about 42 um, to 45. That, that That's my game read here. I think it's going to be a – Bama hits like slow, like nickel and dime them, big play. Yeah. And I think it'll be mostly on the ground, which will really like take the will out of AM. And they, they may just roll over. I, I don't think this is the year Texas AM impresses. Agreed. I like it. All right. Y'all ready to go win some money this weekend? Yeah, let's do it. I need a good weekend. All right. Well, again, thank you, Jamal, for joining us. Brett, as always, couldn't do this without you. Uh, I'm your host, Marcus Bullock. Thank you to all our, our listeners. Tune in next week for the 1K giveaway. Again, if you want a free $20 free play, go on my Twitter, and I'll put it in this week's bio, too, at no, N-O underscore, S-L-U-G-O underscore, Z-O-N-E. And this will be for the week six, so we'll qualify both. And if you retweet both and like both, we'll double dip you so you have better odds. Um, so thank you for doing that. All you have to do is like the tweet, retweet it, and then next week we'll announce who the winner is on the show. Um, we'll be recording next Wednesday or Thursday, depending on softball schedules and weather alike, <laughs> and uh, Brett's haircut schedule. Hey, we're good for six weeks. <laughs> all, right. all right boys thanks for joining us thanks for tuning in to have the distance to the goal uh we'll chop it up this weekend yes sir enjoy the games bye fellas bye bye